everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight phase. Yeah, we are. <laughs> What's up? Hello. Maybe we need to catch up less before we before we do that. Episode. I know. <laughs> okay, I'll catch the listeners up. Um, Maya and Melissa already know this, but uh, I've had a stressful few days. I've had life stuff happening, all good life stuff, but very stressful life stuff. And I'm trying to chillax. I have a glass of wine, uh, <laughs> ready to chat about Twilight. Doing, oh, also tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of shit going on, Olivia. <laughs> I have too much going on. Too much shit. You know what we should do? What? We should do a mini episode. Where we drink beforehand and during, <laughs> and really just riff, you know, no direction, just where Twilight, the concept I think, takes us. I think I'm going to be way too loud. We used to be so- It'll be hell to edit. So diligent yeah. and intelligent and creative about our Patreon bonus episode topics, and now we're like, listen, our Patreon patrons- well, this just was just, like she us. said, a mini so. episode, What? so it wasn't necessarily a Patreon Not a bonus episode. episode. Not a, not a. I was envisioning that it would go to all listeners, oh, uh, but sorry, we could do listeners. it twice, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm willing to get drunk multiple times. <laughs> I'm probably not. After once, I'll be like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> not for a while, y'all. You know, I thought I would be the same, but I got extremely drunk two weeks ago for my sister's bachelorette party Ooh. and I was like wow I'm never gonna drink again ever and I drank like three days later and I have had like maybe three drunk nights since then so... what that's like uh, no judgment I'm just saying like at this <laughs> no judgment I don't really get drunk that often anymore and I'm curious about how that happened to you um, well, I'm a lightweight. It does not take a lot to get me drunk. That is true. Um, so it's not necessarily intentional on my part. <laughs> what kind of drunken night? Like, have you been going out and drinking? Or do you have, like, two drinks at home? <laughs> you're really and then you're, like, private. wasted watching Pride well, and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. That sounds great. We should also I put that on do the that calendar. on Dirty Dancing. Yeah, I've never yes. seen Dirty Dancing. I, I want to do, do that. Listeners, it's my favorite movie, and last time we were catching up, I told them I want them to come over and we'll all have the perfect amount of drinks to be the perfect amount emotional for Dirty Dancing to really hit just that right. Great. Yeah, and, and I I think we agreed to it. It's, it's going to be it happening, in the calendars. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll do that. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> we'll pause the recording, pick a day, and then come back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Fooled your listeners. Um, um, wait, yeah. So, were you going out? Were you at home? Um, I've had a, I've had a couple nights where I've gone out, and I think maybe I don't know. It's because I haven't had so many drinking nights. Uh, you know, within the past two years that my body's just like, whoa, uh, this alcohol's extra potent or... Potent. You just said potent. potent. Like Moira potent. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, extra potent. Extra potent. Uh, but I've been real affected, so... In a good way or bad? Uh, not so, well, the bachelorette party was bad, yeah. but since then, no, it's I've been able to be like, oh, I'm drunk, and then stop <laughs> drinking. Stop the bachelorette party was, oh, I'm drunk, and then I kept drinking. Yeah, because that's what happens. Are you trying to 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 pause, Maya? Yeah, like in sports. Uh, Maya <laughs> like has her up, arms right? up in a tee, like in a sports tee tee <laughs> formation, but none of us know sports, so. I mean, yeah, they yes, do Maya? that in football. Well, I wanted to have a pause to ask a question about what I was allowed to ask, oh. um, but we can also just cut it out. Right. Um, can we tell the listeners that a D-list celebrity came on to you at the bachelorette party and gave you his number? Uh, 
I think I don't want to say his name. So yeah, I don't fair. think we should. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All they need okay. to know is that he was a D-list celebrity. D-list celebrity. You know, maybe we'll just go ahead and leave that in. And the best part of this <laughs> is that as she told, she really buried the lead when she told us the story. <laughs> And then was like, yeah, but I'm not going to text him, obviously. Yeah, because I wasn't into she it. She was like 10 minutes into so telling us about The Bachelor. Rejected. Melissa rejected a D-list celebrity. <laughs> he came on to hardcore. And like, I, she met his mom. <laughs> well, that was, she was also there. circumstantial and had nothing to do with how into me <laughs> he was. But, yes, I did meet his mom, and she did ask me if I was of childbearing age, um, which... I think like, it's yes. your adorable Zoe Deschanel bangs. Okay. Well, well speaking of children, <laughs> should we talk about Breaking Dawn? Hey! Maybe we should do some listener letters. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we We, we got can. some good ones. Okay. Um... From our pal CJ, subject line. Hey CJ. Welcome back, T P P's. The first P is P E E. The second P's is P E A S. What? I just want you to know the subject line. Were the Were the Twilight Phase T P P's? I think. Oh, Twilight Twilight Phase what? I don't know. What's the second? Podcast. The second. We're a podcast. Okay, 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 I get it, I get it. <laughs> anyway, after anyway. extensive explaining. Uh, CJ writes, I think Edward killed the truck at least partly because of its connection to Jacob. One less reminder of him around. But now, I want a storyline where the truck comes back to life, but as a sentient vampire truck, I'm really vampire getting truck. Bambi the yeah, vampire I was like, yes. it sounds like my fan fiction. <laughs> Who wants revenge on Edward for killing him. Yes. Uh, Honestly, jumping, yeah. Jumping Agreed. ahead a little. Also, I can't decide if it's funnier if vampire cars feed on oil from other cars or if they just crave human blood like regular vampires. <laughs> It's funnier if they crave human blood. Yeah, definitely human blood. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. I'm imagining like a Cars Twilight. Ah, cars! <laughs> I recently watched Tater. a lot of Cars, and I can't believe I didn't think of that. Cars is very much on my brain because why my... did you recently watch a lot of? Cars? I went visiting cars my nephew, good. and oh, Cars okay, okay. is his favorite. We watched the we watched the. the first cars three times the second cars twice and the third cars once i will say cars is good but if anybody said i watched a lot of cars (laughs) i watched a lot of cars that's an aspect of parenthood that i am not looking forward to that's like the only aspect of parenthood watching one movie one thousand times but you don't I get was to watching pick the, movie, the whole Melissa. time, and you I was do watching. Not get to pick the movie. I, I'm not that into Cars, but I was there for every single play of Cars, and I was like, "Holy shit, that is just as moving the third time around." <laughs> this is well, why creating good children's media is so important. Exactly. Exactly. Our listener Aaron so seriously. Our listen, Aaron, must agree with you because this subject line is Melissa, comma, absolutely. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's my favorite subject line ever written, ever. It has always made me so angry and annoyed that Edward does nothing to please Bella in the bedroom department. If he can stroke <laughs> a soap bubble without popping. <laughs> That's come true! On, Self. <gasps> That's so true. He's good at yeah everything, especially things yeah. that uh, require him to control the amount of pressure he puts on things. I'm yeah, he's incredibly that. coordinated. We got a lot of detail about that. You know where that detail is really wanted. He can stroke a soap in bubble. a sex scene. Can you imagine? If, that, if imagine. Stephanie put the detail that Bella. she put into just. Ex- just describing the vampires. Maybe it would all make more sense. Can you imagine? It might be too detailed at that point. I don't know. If Stephanie did it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last one for this episode. Wait, I want Uh, Melissa to read our great uh, 
listener who wrote in on social media. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me let me pull that up. Um, listeners, I a great ostensibly take. run the Instagram. Sometimes you actually do. <laughs> Sometimes y'all I don't, I don't run the Tumblr. I really should take it out of the credits because I don't go on there. I just... I checked I mean, the Twitter and we had a DM from like two months ago. That's an exaggeration. But like, it's been a while that it's been sitting there. I mean, that happens on Instagram too. I just happened to check Instagram for the first time in a while and this person had just messaged. Wow, so like, timing. it was honestly so great psyched. timing. Um, This was um Laura... So Laura messaged on Instagram. She says, first time messenger, long time listener. <gasps> um, and essentially, she just uh, had listened to our, our most recent episode about the chess cover. And yes. uh, she has this thoughts about... This was really good. Yeah, she has thoughts about the, the imagery um, used. Um, so... She thinks that both the pawn and the queen represent Bella as a human and as a vampire. In chess, if you get the slow and pretty weak pawn across the board, a perilous journey really, it'll turn into a queen, which is the most powerful piece in the game. Not only is this essentially much of the plot, but Bella also cannot get enough comparing her supposed weak, flawed human past to her supposed perfect state as a vampire. There's pretty much an entire chapter dedicated to this description, and it's an undertone throughout the book. She seems to think she was born into a different wrong species, and this is now corrected. Uh, it might also explain why the chess pieces are of different colors. White vampire and a red human pawn, whose blood is a large importance throughout the books. Oh. Um, amazing reading i know she says it's also relevant to the fact that post-transformation bella is even more self-involved uh see multiple instances of ignoring people talking to her and admiring herself (laughs) this book is over the romance emphasis and just jacking off over how perfect vampire bella is after her suffering amen that reading is so well argued that it feels like, oh, of course that is what is intended, and I feel so embarrassed for ever thinking otherwise. Yeah, I know, totally. because, like, we, here we were, like, so upset that we got a, a subpar wedding in chapter three, and, like, yeah, that's not what, the romance is, is not what this book is about at all. Like, we're done with that. I would agree more with that if she talked more about becoming a vampire. <laughs> Which, before she does this. <laughs> Before this, but, like, also, and then I was like, okay, but you know how, like, Twilight is, like, Stephanie inserting herself and, like, to her own fantasies? I was like, you know, what if this whole book where Bella is, like, suddenly perfect is also a Stephanie fantasy? You know, we should probably mm-hmm. do some analysis on that because who amongst us doesn't want to become the most beautiful, most powerful, right. most self-actualized version of ourselves? Exactly. I, people are kind of thrown when I say this, but I'm always hoping that I'm in an ugly duckling phase. Like, (laughs) I never want to be at my peak At your peak. No. Yeah, I always want the peak to be just around the corner. Sure. Just around the riverbend. I would argue that I, I always want to be at my peak, but my peak is not actually my peak. I actually continue to peak. It's just a continuous uphill journey. Well, I think for me, it's like, I want to be in an ugly duckling phase, but my ugly duckling phase is still still deeply beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) She does get so much shit for it being like, quote unquote, self-insert, but like also, don't we all want Right. Isn't that what we, you know, we want to read aspirational things. Right. If you can make millions of dollars off of, (laughs) like, fun self insert self indulgent fiction girlfriend more power good to for you, you. Yeah. that's and like great. listen we also have notes but of yeah course, a lot of course. and it's a, a podcast <laughs> of them a whole podcast <laughs> okay is it my Who's turn recap i think that it's <gasps> olivia because i'm going next week wow you're so prepared well, it's because I was reading, and I was like, wait, <laughs> I think I'm next, and I flipped ahead, and I was like, oh, I have Isle Esme. 
I, on the other hand, have this transition chapter called Gesture, chapter four. Uh, the wedding flowed into the reception party smoothly, so we do indeed get the reception also at their house. There is a small crowd. They greet the exact same people again that they just <laughs> greeted at the end of the wedding. Um, Billy's there and he doesn't seem mad. Uh, she talks to Seth and is happy that he's there. She finally meets Tanya and the Denali clan and that goes exactly how you think that it would go. Uh, they do all the like boring traditional wedding stuff like throwing the bouquet and the weird garter. She dances, it's whatever. <laughs> oh, she finally looks at herself. Um, yeah, yeah. Not in a mirror, but in the glass of the back of their house. And she sees herself so perfectly that she can see her beautiful eyelashes. And it just seems like somebody that could not possibly be her. Then Edward is surprised and then very happy and brings her into the woods. And lo and behold, who is there? Who? But Jacob, her best friend, the best man. She is overjoyed, so overwhelmed. She can't believe he's there. She starts crying. Everything is perfect. He calls her honey. Um, oh. Then, <laughs> I don't know. She just like acts like everything's fine and perfect and like nothing weird ever happened between them. He is like trying to be nice, but also definitely feels weird about the fact that it's her wedding and she's going to be turned into a vampire imminently. Um, and then she manages to like very offhand talk about the real honeymoon that she's going to have with I Edward. I mean, sex. Jacob again, brings sex it up. He's like, what's the point of waiting two weeks to become a vampire if you can't have a real honeymoon anyway? And she's like, fuck you, I can have a real honeymoon and also butt out. And then he gets weird. And then she's like, what did I say? What is it? <laughs> and he gets so pissed that Edward is going to have sex with her while she's a human, which I said in that order for, like, purposefully, that he grabs her too hard and shakes her. And then, like, everybody in the vicinity has to come, like, pull him away and stop him from, like, attacking Edward and then, obviously, Bella's like, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I ruined everything. <laughs> but all that matters is me and Edward. And then Alice pulls her, pulls them away for them to go on their honeymoon, which is still a surprise. Bella says goodbye to her parents forever. <laughs> and it takes, like, one page, and it's really weird. And, like, we finally understand the plan as she's saying goodbye to Charlie for forever. And then she, like, sees her parents in the rearview mirror of their little car with designer shoes dangling off of the back of it. And it's like, they look happy. <laughs> and then they leave. They sure do. They sure do. I think that was a really strong recap. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you 8.8, I would say. Okay. I was going to yeah. say 8. So. I think I deserve better than an 8. But I'll take it. Thank it could you. have I'm been grateful. funnier. Oh, fine. <laughs> it's a weird chapter. Funnier. It is. It's like a weird transition chapter. Right. This chapter is better for me than the last chapter and that you know we actually get some some stuff happening and some description um but there are parts that make me angrier than <laughs> previous at least you had emotions right but at least so it's like it's like you know okay you know do, i had emotions but i'm really angry about what it. art is like right art is only <laughs> art if it makes you feel something so at least it made you feel something right so i guess this chapter was better than the last one um but i had the realization that the wedding is really boring because the climax pun intended of this part is having <laughs> sex like, Stephanie wasn't writing right. this section around the wedding. She was writing it around Bella being pregnant. And yeah. so that's how it reads. That's true. But I, I didn't, I don't want it to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want something to go wrong during their wedding. And the thing about fiction is, like, when it's really interesting, things are, like, going wrong. Kill your darlings. 
Yeah, but, like, if I'm reading three books and really looking forward to this wedding, right. I don't want it to get ruined, you know? That's sure. That's like, oh. I, it could get... Something could happen it in could the middle tension. of it that's super dramatic that doesn't, like, ruin, ruin the experience. The... I don't right. know. You know? She I mean, could also just, like, spend more time on it. Make Bella yeah. happy to be she, there. She could have spent more time on the happy parts and less time on the boring parts that Bella doesn't yeah. care about. And also, not so much of the anger-inducing parts. Yeah. The drama <laughs> made me really angry. <laughs> Because I Jacob that she, makes me really angry. She sort of, he like, sucks. wonders about how the werewolf vampire truce is going and, like, what's going to happen when I get turned into a vampire. I'm like, nobody's fucking asked. Yeah. You're friends really, with Seth. They're just, just fucking doing, They're just him. like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, you're just going to wait? <laughs> and Why? you and Jacob talk about it. About you turning specifically. Yeah. So, right. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everything. Here's something interesting. Once Bella is turned, she is a Cullen. So she's on the side of the Cullens in a fight. Truce, right. Do you think that might be why, like, another reason that, like, the truce is still strong? Because, like, what are they going to do? Kill Bella. Well, it's also like against the spirit of the truce, I think. Right. Like if turning to maintain... Bella willingly into a vampire right. does not in spirit to me break the treaty. Right. Although like, Jacob... obviously it's written as like bite a human, but that's assuming that no human wants to be killed or eaten or turned into a vampire. Jacob doesn't care about that though. Because in a previous book he was like it's bite a human like that would be enough and then you know right. we'd have a war right it's true and that's already happened that was like a whole thing in the first because he's like you know edward bit you but that's like true. oh edward saved me you know whatever i just feel like if they if the truce is broken and the wolves did choose to attack it's just hard to imagine that yeah i'll, I'll read what what bella says the wolves knew a breach was coming, but the Cullens had no idea how they would react. Again, you could just find also, out Also, you have a mind reader and a future teller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it doesn't work on werewolves. Alice's thing doesn't work on werewolves. Still, you the could probably, mind but, reading does. But she would, like, see, see if they all if, died. Yeah, couldn't you see if, like, you were suddenly involved in a war, even if I you don't know see the other people? I do not know. Maybe the wolves haven't decided. But anyway, she says, before the alliance, it would have meant an immediate attack. A war. But now that they knew each other better, would there be forgiveness instead? I feel like Bella's the ace in the hole. Yeah, just fucking ask them. You're not... No, I mean, they're not gonna <laughs> kill Charlie Swan's daughter, even if she's a, a vampire. Jacob's not gonna let them kill her. Right. Bella, you got nothing to worry about. It's fine. Oh, I don't think she's worrying, really. Like, it's, this is like a throwaway. Like, oh, yeah, for any of you people who are like gonna be like hounds on the fact that there's a treaty well i'm addressing she talks about it. the treaty for a whole right book. here <laughs> <laughs> i'm addressing it we it's, don't worry about it look billy's here and he's happy billy seems happy how <laughs> yeah. mysterious speaking of bella not caring angela and ben were the next to claim us <laughs> followed by angela's parents and then mike and jessica who were to my surprise holding hands i hadn't heard that they were back together again that was nice she did not give a nice. shit. I also read it that way. That was nice. That was nice. <laughs> and we don't even get, like, that That's she exactly communicated how with them at all. No, just, no like, conversation. Oh, they're there. I'm and then just, she moves on. This is from a little later, but I had the same reaction to... It was good to see all my old friends, but I really wanted to be with Edward more than anything else. Like, that's the yeah, reaction to her whole know. wedding. That's yeah. right after, like, that's right after talking to her father. I know. <laughs> She's having a dance with her father. It's the last day she will ever see her father in her life. And she's life. not thinking about it at all. And she's like, it was good to see my friends, but I wanted to be with Edward. And she's like, this is a a pure, wonderful day, unmarred by anything. I have nothing hanging over my head at this moment. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> that and was she's like, worried with... about Tanya. 
Right. With this chapter, there's not even really a lot of her, like, thinking about her own reactions no. or having her own reactions. Like, yes. even when she looks at herself for the first time and is like, oh my gosh, this person who I see is beautiful. Then suddenly, Jacob is there and she has before no time to... Right. Before, doesn't, like, and it's like, okay, reflect. well... Okay, but how do you, you're you're still human and you're you're super beautiful? How how does that make you feel about wanting to become a vampire to become super beautiful? Like, what are your thoughts right here? But none, there are no thoughts. This chapter needs a how do you feel about this? How do you feel I'm, about this? Every third page. <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? <laughs> I feel like we should address the Tanya thing because we talked about it so much last episode, but yeah. it goes fine. It's a little yeah. anticlimactic. I mean, they're it's married, obviously, so... it's their wedding. What yeah. is she gonna do? Right. And Edward acts like super possessive. The whole interaction of Bella, of course, calls her both my wife and my Bella. Tanya exactly. was every bit as lovely as my worst nightmares had predicted. Except we still don't really get much of a description of. And her then either. she welcomes Bella to the family. So she obviously has nothing to worry about here. Bella says she eyed me with a look that was much more speculative than it was resigned. And I feel like Bella's probably really overestimating how badly Tanya actively wants to get with Edward. Right. Like, maybe she's speculative instead of resigned because she's interested in who you are. Hmm. Interesting. You're a new person that she's getting to know. Going to become a vampire and then presumably be in her life for the rest of forever. So Yeah. In in Bella's defense, you know, she thinks that Edward is the end all be all and can I'm sure not understand how anyone doesn't want to spend every moment with him. Yes. That's (laughs) all she can think about. That's all she can think about. Yeah, like Melissa said, she finally sees herself. Okay, do we think she's pretty? She sounds pretty. I think she sounds beautiful. I think she sounds beautiful. Her dress is like an inverted calla lily. Which sounds like a little weird, but also once I could imagine it, it sounded Once I imagined it, I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. I still can't imagine it, but like. Do you know what a calla lily is? It's the kind of like a bell. Yeah. The flower that looks like a bell. Now flip it upside down. Flip oh, it on Bella. Sounds I thought beautiful. it meant inverted, like inside out. And I was like, oh. well, that's <laughs> just upside down. I don't get it. What's <laughs> uh, the difference? <laughs> we still don't get any description of her hair, which, like, I want to no, know what braids. all this braids shit is. <laughs> uh, and but... she describes herself completely in the third person. Yeah. Because she's is looking like... at her reflection. Right, and she and it's like that person is me. No, it's not. Kind of vibe, but like it would be more impactful if she did actually end up then switching to the first person, right? And being like, "Oh, that's me," but she never gets there. Before yeah, I could blink and make the beauty turn back into me, right? Yeah, she's like, she's yeah. not me. In fact, mm-hmm. I. Think- so you do get some like implied emotion behind it because she describes herself in the third person right but i want but, the i want the after <laughs> yeah i think the thing that makes her sound most beautiful from this description is her eyes were huge with excitement yeah like yeah. oh bella did excited. not want this wedding yeah. she was not feeling it at all and the description of like her eyes being huge with excitement and her like leaning into the joy of this day finally right. you it's feel nice. her inner beauty kind of like shining out Aww. It is really nice. And then Jacob comes and ruins everything. So. He sure does. <laughs> I just felt such a weird, like, cognitive dissonance of Bella being so purely happy. I know. Which, like, I, you know, he's been gone and she didn't know if he was okay, except she kind of did. Right. She didn't know that she was going to see him. But, like, a lot of shit has happened between them. So even really? if she's forgiven him... It just feels like super one note. Yeah. To be like so completely Everything is happy perfect. that he's there. Yeah. Just like a lack of nuance. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like it, you can be happy that he's there, but also be like, wow, should I be this happy that this person who has caused me so much pain is back? Well, I am. And, and just like, like a nice little line like that. 
and like somebody that like two months ago I learned that I was in love with exactly. is now here at my wedding. At my wedding? Does that complicate anything for you? Right. right. And like that this event is literally her choosing Edward over Jacob. It's just so much like this is my best friend is here. I'm like It's almost childish. It is. The I'm way like, it's written. I don't know. I was just like, I don't I don't know if it was just like Stephanie really wanting to, you know, establish Jacob as uh as a good guy for Renesmee later, you know, like I don't know. Bella's love for him is just so pure. I mean, even by the end of Eclipse, I think Bella has forgiven him very completely in a way that we three right. could not. But even now, like, whereas in Eclipse, it was like she was wrestling with romantic feelings. She's definitely not now. She doesn't bring it up at all. No, even though he calls her honey immediately. Yeah. And she says, I'm just so happy you're here. Yeah, she, she, there's no mention of the fact that she does love him non-platonically. And I do think that's probably because Stephanie is like, well, he's going to get with her daughter later. So that would be awkward. I guess. I don't know. I also got a weird vibe from Jacob saying continuously that he's like on his best behavior. Yeah. But like, not ew. acting that way and that the whole time yeah dissonance never being addressed like like, even just saying i'm on my best behavior isn't why wouldn't you be yeah and yeah like it feels the whole time like he's like here i am at your wedding i feel really weird about it i don't like that you're gonna be a vampire but i'm gonna be the bigger person right i'm such a good person right now because look i'm here to make you happy (laughs) and like that's all they talk about yeah the fact that it's, like, not weird and she's so happy and... I don't know! Bella says, He was doing all he could to make me happy, to not slip and show how much this cost him. I mean, not Doesn't really, seem though. to be doing very much. Yeah. No, I've never really done not. anything good enough to deserve oh. a friend like Jacob. That is, that's my worst what? line. That's my worst line. Like, where you have you been? You don't... Like, one, you don't have to do anything at all to deserve a good friend. Everybody inherently deserves friendship because of their inherent human worth. Two, Jacob sucks! Jacob sucks He's a bad friend! Yeah. He's a terrible friend. He's been a very bad friend to her. Yeah. Like, Jacob, I know she loves Jacob, but that does not make him a good friend. Like, those things can still be separate and usually are sometimes. Like, you know, your love for someone is not at all an indicator of how good of a A, B, C, or G they are to you. Um, And so just because, you know, you love him doesn't mean he is has this thing of of worth that he needs to be offering to you. Mm. Yeah, you can love him and not like him. Exactly. I really felt how Bella clings to how relationships used to be. Yeah, yeah, she does. A little bit later, she says, My relationship with Jacob used to be so easy. Natural as breathing. But since Edward had come back into my life, it was a constant strain. That was like two books ago. Yeah, and I was like, it's it's a constant strain because of... Jacob because two books and like one year (laughs) like like yes it's true that they had a really beautiful friendship for some amount of time for a very long amount of time since then it's been very difficult and strained even from Bella's you know like we acknowledge Jacob's been shitty to her that whole time even from her perspective it's been difficult right and so she is still harking back to this one period in their friendship instead of like accepting what is currently the reality of their relationship and i was thinking about how she kind of does that with like when edward leaves her right like she can't move forward because she's stuck on what how good their relationship was right and you know in the depths of the breakup it's like yeah he's gone this relationship is currently impossible and right. she can't accept it. Right. Which, like, 
is fair. I mean, you know, that's very... It's difficult to do. Yeah, it is difficult to do. But she never has any moments of, like, recognizing that it's not the relationship it used to be because you both are different. Like, yeah, and she... like you have to, you have to come to accept the current realities, right? Like, like whether it's... or not somebody did whatever they did in the past, exactly. You know? And it's interesting because she has an understanding that people do naturally grow apart because she is hyped and ready to naturally grow apart from her high school friends. <laughs> right. Like she's like, yeah, our lives are taking us in different directions. But when it's Jacob, it's like. I must have done something wrong it's to make her. this happen. Yeah. As opposed to, this is which a natural sucks. course that relationships often take. Mm-hmm. Which which, I understand and sucks. But yeah, I, I do think that it's just particularly hard to read when we're so aware of how much Jacob sucks. I know. So, and you're like, he doesn't, he, at, like, out of all the characters, he's the one who deserves, you know, this, this despair the least like and why then, can't she be this sad about losing angela or something yeah <laughs> and we have this like perfect foil for jacob in seth mm-hmm. like is yeah. it not as natural as breathing to be around seth who seth is just as happy-go-lucky nice seeming as yeah. jacob used to be seth is so sweet he's fun he's funny he gets along with edward in fact they like hug they hug they're they're bros yeah like i want to invite seth over for like board games on the deck you know friendships change you know it's hard there are other great guys it sucks yes but she can make new friends yeah (laughs) she's just so tortured I mean, and in fact, you know, here is a yet, it's not even like that all the shitty things Jacob has done are in the past. Like, he does another shitty <gasps> thing exactly right here. what I was going to say. <laughs> Throughout. He just keeps being shitty. He just <laughs> keeps being shitty. There's no growth. I okay, mean. He says, you can't have a real honeymoon with your vampire, so why go through the motions? Call a spade a spade. This isn't the first time you've put this off. So he's like, why would you bother to wait a week or two during one, also god wedding. forbid anyone say the goddamn word sex also god forbid they fucking hang out on their honeymoon yeah. like, why, oh, can't, why can't they just hang out on their honeymoon yeah. it's not even about that it's he's still saying i know that now you're married to edward but i still have a shot with you if you really wanted to become a vampire you wouldn't be putting this off i know more about you than you do yeah you keep putting this off, I have a shot. Yeah, There's like is, an undercurrent of that which in is, there. And it's like, you're mm, at her wedding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How many times does she have to tell you that she is choosing Edward, brah? And I'm not putting... you want her to stay human, so... Right, and then he's like, that's a good thing, though. <laughs> right, he's like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. That's really dumb. But also, never mind, I that's what I want. Is He's weird. Bella's response is, I'm not putting anything off. And yes, I can have a real honeymoon. I can do anything I want, but out. And I just thought it was yeah, so Bella. <laughs> great. She snapped back. I'm so happy for her. She's so naive I about want. it. She like, I know. <laughs> doesn't understand that she said anything. Like truly, he just he gets so weird. And she's like, "What? What is it?" Okay, but also fuck him for getting weird about this. Oh, absolutely. Yes, correct. <laughs> Like, he, he gets so mad. Weird. So mad and weird. And I know that, like, the th- reason that he's getting mad is because it's like, that's really dangerous. If you have sex with Edward while you're a human, you're probably going to die. And I, I don't, don't think I'm that you should. I'm not even convinced of that. I, why would Jacob think that? Because I mean, he they knows have all the stories. He knows the deal about vampires. Even if that's the reason that he gets so mad, it really gives me the ick yeah. that he gets this mad about Edward having sex with her. It's like super gross and yeah. possessive and sexist yeah. and right icky. because he doesn't actually say he doesn't why say any of that. Mad. No, he doesn't say any of that. He just not. becomes incredibly irate and grabs her and oh, shakes yeah, sorry. her. Yeah, grabs her and shakes her. 
Like, what? bro, literally the only person that Bella has had to fear being physically hurt by is only you. Ever, only wow. ever been Jake. And Jasper. And only Jasper. Jake. <laughs> okay, fair. But, like, bro, literally you're the only Ooh. one who manhandles her. Yeah. It probably is that he's like, look, Edward is a vampire. If you do it while you're human, he could kill you. But the way it read to me is like, while you're still human, are you kidding? That's a sick joke, Bella. It's like, Edward as a vampire is so different that this is perverse. Interesting. Like, you are disgusting. Like, this is interspecies. Right, yeah. I definitely got that vibe, too. And it's like... You think turning into a vampire is equivalent to death anyway. Like, so, worse than. So why would you be like, why don't you just go ahead and die two weeks sooner? I don't I believe just... there is any textual evidence to explain what he's mad about. No. You just know that he's so mad that he has to grab her. Like, you don't Oof. even give us any, like, you know, I don't know, some some excuse for Jacob acting the way he is. Like, if you did say, like, Bella, he can kill you. Like, at least then you're like, okay, well, he's worried about her physical safety. Right. But, like, we don't get anything. And we so it's don't just get that. Gross. Yeah, it's just like, I think that that's really nasty. I just think of it's you. gross. And uh, I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm becoming physically angry about it. And, and his physical anger is I'm pretty scary. intense. It's very his scary. Hands, tight as tourniquets, were quivering, sending vibrations deep into my bones. And she even says, like, like, that Seth being so close, like, if he changed now, that uh, he would, like, kill Seth. Right. Okay, well, like, okay, well, what about Bella? (laughs) Right now, they're literally on touching. I assume that it's, like, supposed to be a werewolf thing, you know what I mean? That, like, his rage is so, like, physical and violent and testosterone-fueled, and we've discussed in depth the problems with that and like that's exactly yeah, where the I overlapping with jake being indigenous and like yeah. there's just so many levels of ick to that there excuse. is a racist layer of her totally. writing him as so violent yeah and so like even if you tr- want to try to explain it away as a werewolf thing i reject that totally. on many levels <laughs> totally now, of course, in true Bella fashion, she immediately blames herself for everything going wrong. Jacob is dragged off into the woods by the wolves. Edward comes to rescue her, and she begins to blame herself. There's one thing I want to add here, which is I think the only reason that I gave you an 8.8 instead of a 9.5, <laughs> and that I do think it's important to note that all of this happens deep enough into the woods that they are not interrupting the wedding yeah when i was reading it i was like damn everybody sees jacob turn into a wolf damn (laughs) i forgot that that's not what happens they're like deep into the woods woods. so nobody sees this happening unless they already know that the supernatural exists this totally could have like happened in the reception like nothing supernatural actually happens no it could be a very good like i think I that think is a good it, note because it could well, be a great two threat wolves do show up that's true but they could yeah, have shown up as like, humans yeah they could show up as humans yeah imagine how dramatic and cool it would be if in I the know, middle of the dance floor jacob was like i'll kill you i'll kill you myself exactly. i'll do it now <laughs> and edward's like seth get out of the way and was like, <laughs> they're gonna fight <laughs> Exactly. We just want drama, okay? We do. <laughs> I just oh want my God, Jacob imagine to face Jessica. some repercussions. Because also, if Jacob tries to publicly get in a fight with, like, the bride at her own wedding. I know. People are going to be like, Jake, what the fuck? I know. He's not going to have any- Jessica would live off this story for the rest of her life. <laughs> and I want that for her. I know. Yep. Yep. Although, if Jake did do this in front of people, I feel like he wouldn't care about what, like, the people from Forks think. Well, no, but his like, family would, still, would be forgiven. It would be bad. But, like, would, listen, but, like, bad things happen. It's he'd be like, up. after this, I'm turning back into a wolf again and never sure, seeing any of you anywhere, so. <laughs> But, like, you know, maybe this would be an instance of, like, okay, well, not everyone is going to just sweep what has happened under the rug. Like, guess what? People now Maybe know. there will be a war. 
Maybe right? Bella no. turning into a Cullen isn't enough to protect the truth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, have, we just want drama. <laughs> <laughs> but drama that doesn't involve people being like the shittiest human beings. I know. Yeah. Like, I could really, I could really I do could, without that drama. I could stand that if they were then treated like the shittiest human beings. Okay, fair. That is fair. Yes, I agree. I would like it most if they were good people trying really <laughs> hard to be good people and continually fucking up. People. Yep. Which is what we're told is true of Jacob, yes, but, right. but not what is actually true. Clearly not the case. No, no, no. <laughs> but all of this happens and Bella still looks beautiful and perfect, not a hair out of place. They go back to the party and she's like, Edward is like, damn, he's right. I shouldn't sleep with you. I could kill you. I'm a monster. And she's like, no, 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 no. He's not right. We are fucking. <laughs> and we're going to enjoy our wedding before that. So but, get ready to dance. Yes. But first she talks about how terrible she is. Right. And Jacob, I was so happy to see him. And he sacrificed so much. And then I ruined it, turned his gift into a disaster. I should be quarantined. But my idiocy would not ruin anything else tonight. And it's so mm. tiresome. Yes. Like, Bella beating herself up over something that is clearly not her fault, to me, just felt so, like, familiar and annoying and boring. Right, and it's just like, also, I don't know, I want Bella at this point to have grown to a point where she sees, like, some of the (gasps) shit that's going on and how she's not contributing to it necessarily. I wrote down, does Bella have a character arc? (laughs) Yeah. Over the course of these her four character books, arc is her has vampire. Bella That's changed? It. No. Literally none. I, like, you know, like, I felt like, okay, I have sympathy for this emotion, and I think my reaction is because it's so familiar, and I'm so sick of her doing yeah. it for so think, long. Think about how you would feel instead if it read... I'd been so glad to see Jacob here. I knew the sacrifice that had taken him and then I'd ruined it, turned his gift into a disaster. I should be quarantined. No, I shook my head. Yeah. I've done this so many times. Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps instead of me being quarantined, perhaps... Maybe Jake shouldn't have come. Yeah, no. Hang on, hang on. No, I shook my head. Haven't I sacrificed a lot for Jacob? Haven't I done everything I can... To make us have a good relationship. Yep. Yep. I don't want to always be angry at myself. I'm just going to enjoy my wedding. You know, like, we know Bella is a smart lady who can connect dots on a lot of things. And so just, like, her not being able to connect the dots of, like, me and Jacob continue to not have, like, a good relationship. And her continuing to attribute it to herself is just, like, oh. where are it's you, so Bella? Painful. Yeah, it's so painful like, to watch. You're, it, it's, just, it's just like something that is just so extremely obvious to us. And I don't know if it's meant to stay here so that we continue to have sympathy for Jacob. Like, I don't know if this is Stephanie trying to, like, keep Jacob, I don't know, like, right, like does, relevant to us. Like, what does Stephanie believe as she right. writes this? Like, does she agree? Does she think that Bella's right does she think that the reader is going to see through this i think stephanie probably sees it she is so connected to her characters that i bet that she sees it from both perspectives like a hundred percent fully just both things are true at once bella is hurting jacob and that jacob is just like doing what he thinks is best and he's overcome with emotion right yeah to add another just kind of data point to this, right now I'm editing a second book in a middle grade series, like a young middle grade. So listeners, these are like pretty short books. It's book two in the series. And my main editorial note is like, it feels like we're kind of treading the same emotional ground from book one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we're in book four of these much longer books. And it's the same, it's the same emotional the same ground. Emotional ground. Yeah. <laughs> Like, in book two of this other series, I'm like, what's the next step on her emotional journey? Like, 
Well, that's Let's the thing is there instead. I do think Stephanie has been like the uh, arc is Bella getting closer to actually becoming a vampire, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, like arc. that no doesn't right. That doesn't actually mean that she's changing in any way. She's just getting closer to a physical change. Yeah. But like, let's let's try to. I want to give Stephanie some kind of credit here. I want to. <laughs> I want to come up with a way that Bella has has grown as a character she is better about going after what she wants that's what i, I was that's what i had was yeah sticking say. up for herself you know i guess yes i guess that might be <laughs> she like that. sort of becomes more she's always protective she's protective right from yeah. the beginning i mean she becomes a mother yeah she's that's not like an of... active character development right. arc Right, exactly. All That's of a reactive Bella's thing. Character arcs are like her physically changing, and that somehow means that it she's also emotionally changing. I've got, I've got something. Bella has learned to trust because right. in her early relationship with Edward, she did not. She considers herself so low and so beneath right. him yeah. that she can't take his affection and love for her seriously and after new moon where she has that revelation and goes you love me and edward's like yeah no dip i've been telling you that (laughs) i I agree with you i think that is her big moment of growth where she learns to accept love i i would agree with you except for the fact that she's like singularly motivated to become a vampire therefore fixing Yes. The fact oh, that she is there's so many counter yeah. subpar. There's her not being able to look at herself at her own wedding next to yeah. Edward. There's her insecurity about Tanya, and there's the fact that the only way that she really, truly, eventually overcomes that is turning into a vampire. I I, I agree with you that that is probably her biggest moment, and I think yes. could have been like even longer reaching but like it's completely undone i think and it's like two things can be true at once she can learn to truly accept herself which she does not uh but she could (laughs) learn to truly accept herself and think that she's wonderful and great and also still choose to become a vampire right Right. but that's not what happens that's not what happens (laughs) all right so they fight jacob leaves um (laughs) they dance some more uh, they start making out on the dance floor. <laughs> and Alice is like, hey, it's time to go. You gotta get changed so you can leave for your honeymoon. They just keep making keep out. Keep making out. <laughs> Alice is like, you gotta go. At this point, everybody's watching them make out. <laughs> Edward basically flips Alice the bird while continuing to make out with You Bella. know what? This is character development of Bella because she wants to kiss Edward so much that she lets everybody stare at them making out. True. I thought it was also character development for Edward. I was like, yeah, Edward, you you lean into Get the it. fact that you yeah. want to make out with your wife. <laughs> but you know the way they make out, it's just lip. There's just, no movement. Just, they're just doing this. Their lips like, are just no, touching. Alice, we can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> she does succeed by threatening to tell Bella where they're going, which is, like, kind of silly because she's just yeah. gonna, like, sitting on a plane until... Oh, surprise, we're here. But anyway. It's not even that cool. Like, they go to an island that, I guess, Esme. I know. It's just, they're going to an island. island. It's not that big of a surprise. Then Yeah, but it's an island they own. That's pretty big. The whole parents thing happens. Yeah, right. Again. Barely. Up until this moment, I was like, where the fuck is Renee? We have not known for sure. Like, okay, so you're never going to see your parents again, right? And, like, this is the last day you're going to see your parents, right? Zero thoughts. Oh, my God. No, no thoughts. This this section is wild to me. Um, but essentially, she sees... So, Renee comes up to help her get dressed into her other dress for the honeymoon. And she's very emotional. Apparently, she's been crying this whole time. Not that we would know. There's been zero description of Renee even being present. But... Uh, <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is so emotional. Have fun on your honeymoon. You know, call me. And Bella's like, actually, Mom, I love you. And I'm so no, glad no, no, no. you have Bill. She said, 
Okay, Renee says, you have to visit me and Phil very, very soon. It's your turn to go south. See the sun for once. It didn't rain today, I reminded her, avoiding her request. A miracle. Everything's ready, Alice said. And then you're right, she does say. She's like, I Hope love you. you. Bye. Hope Phil takes care of you. And I was like, wow, Renee just, like, brushes over that. If, like, I don't know. I feel like if someone was like, I'm so take glad you have this other, other person to, like, take care of you, I'd be like, I don't know. At a wedding. You can get away with it at a wedding. I yeah, agree. Yeah, it's, it's heightened. Okay. Okay, You can fair. say weird, cheesy stuff. Otherwise, yeah. I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Mom. I love you. I said again. My throat thick. That's okay. it. Okay. That's it. She does not say that that is the last time she will see her mother. She just avoids the question about visiting her and Phil. Okay. And, and she then doesn't she's think like, about Where's it. dad? She, yeah, nothing. She gets pulled over to Charlie. She seems more emotional about Charlie. It was hard to talk about love with Charlie. We were so much alike, always reverting to trivial things to avoid embarrassing emotional displays. But this was no time for being self-conscious. I love you forever, dad, I told him. Don't forget that. You two bells always have, always will. I kissed his cheek at the same time that he kissed mine. Call me, he said. Soon, I promised, knowing this was all I could promise. Just a phone call. My father and my mother could not be allowed to see me again. I would be too different and much, much too dangerous. But also, she said that they're, that she's getting changed in, like, a couple weeks. I'm like, I don't know. Come back. Yeah. It's, like, at the <laughs> just... end of her honeymoon, she means. And, like, Renee is going to be far away. The fact, I just, like, this buried sentence after she says goodbye to them drives me nuts. Right. Yes. Agreed. Why would you tell me at the end of this interaction, I will never see my this parents again? I haven't thought about it all day. I just said goodbye to them. I will not see them again. She was right, so, bye. like, bored and checked out while getting ready for the wedding. When all of that could have been like, oh my god, I'm such a whirlwind of emotions. I love Edward. He's gonna look so hot. I can't wait to see him. But at the same time, I feel like my heart is breaking, even though I'm getting this amazing thing, because this is the last time I'm really gonna get to spend time with my parents. And it's such I'm a weird gaining day. and I'm literally like... losing a family. Right. And so we know that, that that this should be much bigger emotionally, but do we think that it's not? Because Stephanie's like, okay, yeah, but they're gonna, they're actually gonna be around. Like, I don't know. I like, I, I can't excuse Stephanie out of this in any way. <laughs> I just can't. I, like, Bella as a character should care yes. about the things that she's posing. Totally. Yes. We haven't said this in a while, but for me, this is a real where was her editor moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where's this in chapters one through three? Yeah, there's a missing emotional beat that needs to be explored. (laughs) I want to talk about this image uh, that the chapter ends on. Well, actually, it doesn't end on this, but pretty close. So Bella is riding away towards her honeymoon. Edward's driving, and she says, The last image I registered was one of my parents. Phil had both arms wrapped tenderly around Renee. She had one arm tight around his waist, but had her free hand reached out to hold heart Charlie's. So many different kinds of love, harmonious in this one moment. It seemed a very hopeful picture to me. I found that really sweet. That was my best sentence. That's like a memory that I kept from my first time reading this book. Hmm, And also, it really made me want like Phil and Charlie interaction. That would have been such a fun thing to see at this reception. Like, them doing like dad move dances together <laughs> would be so we don't really see well, charlie and is... renee either right no, no we don't really and this is like a nod to the fact that they're that there are love and relationship here that are not one-dimensional she just never shows us and so like, <laughs> we do in this moment like oh yeah this is like a nuanced relationship and we're like registering that yeah and it's really nice <laughs> I also think it's it's possibly here to serve to signal to the readers that it's almost okay that Bella is so blase about saying goodbye to her family because they're gonna be okay I think that's maybe why I had a more negative reaction to it because it felt a little too pat because I was hoping for more angst and like reaction from Bella about leaving her parents behind and then it's sort of this like convenient oh but they'll be fine without me yeah when i when i haven't gotten the like oh shit what am i doing from her first very fair but it is very sweet you're right yeah i i do think i i drew from my own 
you know, experiences of having a, a glued together family that I was like, oh, yeah, no, that is really nice. Yeah. The chapter actually ends on the piercing, heartbroken howling that grew fainter and then disappeared entirely. We had, yeah, I noticed the right. wedding chapter also ended on the Seth Jacob note. And then this chapter also ends on a Jacob note. And I resent that. I do also. I think this was Jacob being dramatic yep. because yeah. he actually exited the wedding at least a half an hour before <laughs> this moment. So what? He's just been waiting around in the woods Crying to hear their engine. And he's already okay with them. Like they they were already married. This is literally about her having sex with Edward. Yeah, that's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> That's the chapter. This is the chapter. <laughs> uh, best sentence, worst sentence. Um, both of mine have been read. <laughs> Go ahead, reread them. Okay, well, I don't want to reread my best because Maya literally just read it. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no you're fine. Uh, my best sentence was the image of, you know, her little pasted together family. Um, my worst sentence is, I'd never done anything good enough to deserve a friend like Jacob. That's real bad. Now, my girlfriend, no one deserves a friend like Jacob. I know, right? I I have my worst, which we didn't talk about as we went through. They have a really unfortunate back and forth about, quote, insanity. Mm, yep. And crazy people. Yep, yep. Um, because... There were a lot of worst options, honestly. Ooh, um, yeah, Jacob makes a reference to getting rid of the voices in his head, mm-hmm. which obviously... Are, are the pack. Yes, and feels like a reference to, quote, insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna go with, insanity is probably easier than sharing a pack mind. Crazy people's voices don't send babysitters to watch them, which is, like, Deeply dismissive and uh-huh. flippant and non-understanding, and I don't like it. Wow, another example of Jacob being a shit. Yeah, that's true. He sucks. He sucks on every level. Oh, uh, I'm so dreading his point of view. I know. <laughs> I don't know, I'm struggling. You know what? No, I got this. Okay. <laughs> My worst sentence is when Bella is describing Billy. Ah, then, that was that was my runner-up. That's good. <laughs> and then there was the direct descendant of a long line of powerful, magical chieftains cloaked in the authority he'd been born with. Uh, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, like, magical indigenous man with his, like, special connection to the land that is like in some ways like yeah inhuman yeah and set apart from the rest of us normal regular proper real people that's racist this is is all true i also just found it ineffective because she says that when she looks at him she sees two people rather than just one there's what maya just read you and there was the old man in the wheelchair with the lined face and the white smile that everyone else saw. And these don't really feel that di- separate or different. No. Yeah, it's also like, ableist. yeah, he's a man. It's like ageist and ableist. Yeah, to be like someone in a wheelchair. To be like, how could this old man in a wheelchair yeah. be Cannot magical? be descended from powerful, powerful people. Right. I was like, I don't know. He's like an old man with a lined face. That sounds powerful. <laughs> it sounds like what know. old men look like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this this is bad on so many levels. I need a best. Also, aren't Billy and Charlie like the same age? Yeah, probably. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are. There's a lot of like language also that's just like they like talk about like the ancient treaty and I'm yeah. like it's like maybe a hundred years old they don't talk about the like they don't she doesn't talk about carlisle as an ancient powerful being no and he's way older he just like he's a he's a cute 23 year old yeah he's a hot doctor (laughs) his whiteness is irrelevant but also he was so white the whitest skin you've ever blindingly white (laughs) uh this is this isn't maybe the strongest best ever, but I did really like it. 
Uh, this is right after the wedding. Like the ceremony. Things slowed down, relaxed as the mellow August evening surrounded us. The little crowd spread out under the soft shine of the twinkle lights. We were greeted again by the friends we just embraced. There was time now to talk, to laugh. Uh, there's an I ease like to this yeah. that we don't like get to see from the wedding too much. <laughs> but like it really Very brings cool. out the familial sense right. of like relief and excitement how comfortable yeah. everyone is feeling yeah and it, you it, don't it even nice. get that many descriptions but like you just feel like it's probably really beautiful and the perfect right. temperature and somehow there are no mosquitoes even though it's august and they're by <laughs> running water <laughs> right. what like, stephanie lacks nice. for in descriptions of thoughts and feelings she makes up for in atmosphere <laughs> She sure Atmosphere. does. She is so yep. talented at that. I'm I'm going to kick this to... I was also feeling like this was kind of minor, but I'm going to kick this to another thing that we loved about Stephanie and love about Stephanie. Her, like, pithy little comebacks that ended <laughs> up all over the forums. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're always a little cheesy, but they're always kind of cute and funny. Uh, Edward says to Alice, you're awfully small to be so hugely irritating. Yeah. And I just, uh, like, I read it, and I was like, that's on an icon somewhere. It is. Journal. It, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. You know? And it's, like, on an icon that a small woman made. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's yes. me. <laughs> and it, like, escaped the orbit of Twilight because it's, like, yeah, yes. like, feisty people in small packages unfortunately i was not into making icons about twilight when breaking dawn came out because i was securely in my anti-twilight phase but if i had still been making twilight icons that would have been my number one pick for sure <laughs> melissa for our like final episode whatever it may be will you make icons they can, can be like our final that? post to the Instagram. I'll, I'll try. I don't. I haven't. I'm they'll, sure the creation process has they'll changed. They'll just be gifts. They'll just be gifts now. Yeah, they're just probably just going to be gifts. I'll see if I can figure out how to do it again. Incredible. <laughs> it could be like, like, that, like uh, weird sparkle pink font, right with the glitter. And, oh my yep. god! Yes. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like you can, like, tweak them to say, like, podcast instead of vampire. Like, uh, stupid, beautiful podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Just an idea. All right, great job, everybody. Uh, please email us with questions, comments, or submissions for future icons that may or may not exist at <laughs> twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Thank you to our patrons, Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Lini, James, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, Olivia, and Sabine. You can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilightfacepodcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Melissa Shermer. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bye, Bye guys. Us. Bye.